Welcome to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupkin, and let the games begin. What's up? Hello, and welcome back to the Fun and Games Podcast. Excited to have you here, you guys. Today's episode is going to be an amazing one because I actually got a DM on Instagram a little while ago, and they were like, hey, I would love it. And I think you should do a podcast all about your fitness journey, all the ugly stuff that no one talks about, weight gain, bulking, cutting, the confusion, tracking or not tracking. And I usually am a little bit hesitant. I don't know why to fully share my fitness journey. I feel like there's just going to be some criticism out there of like, oh, blah. But this is my experience. These are my feelings, my experience, so I'm going to dive in. That is what today's episode is all about, talking about my pre-pregnancy routine of seriously getting fit, getting shredded the first time, how my fitness journey changed while I was pregnant, how it changed during postpartum, how it changed even now, two years postpartum, and how it continuously changes the highs, the lows, the really, really dark times. So we're going to talk about that. In this episode, I'm extremely excited about it. And again, this is my experience. So that is where I am sharing this from. And I am really excited to dive in. First, for a weekly recap, I feel like there is honestly not much to share only because I have been playing catch up. As you guys know and have heard from the podcast, I have been traveling so much. It's every other week I am on a flight going somewhere. And it's actually starting to get overwhelming and stressful. I have another trip coming up this weekend, and I'm hoping that this is my last trip for quite some time because I have been traveling since the first week of May, and it is now mid-July, and I am exhausted. (laughs) Like, at first, I was like, this is such an amazing break. I feel recharged, and now I'm like, okay, this is actually taking a toll on me because my stress levels are so high because I'm constantly playing catch-up. So... While I am extremely grateful for all of the fun adventures and trips I've been able to take, yo girls get a little bit tired. So I seriously have just been playing catch up. Another, uh, I guess, weekly recap, something fun that I started is yoga. So I've been implementing yoga on Fridays now and I love it. The first time I went, I was so just scared and a little bit anxious because, you know, you're going to a new class, you're going to a new environment. I go to the gym to lift weights and trying something new was definitely scary for the first time. But going back the second time, I felt even more comfortable having a little bit better of an idea of what to do. I was able to even try a really cool intricate pose and that was a huge win for me. So that is awesome when it comes to training, something really fun and a big gain of this week. (laughs) But I'm going to read a review and then we will just hop right in to talk about my fitness journey, my experience, and everything in between, sincerely. Today's review comes from C. Bach Brader, my new favorite podcast. I absolutely love this podcast. Brittany makes lift and health so approachable. I used to be a complete cardio junkie, always training for a half or full marathon, but due to some health issues last fall, I had to take a break from running and found lifting as a good alternative. I was scared to death to start, but listening to Brittany's approach and all of the amazing guests she's brought on, I've found a love of lifting and have been excited to incorporate strength training into my normal routine. Thank you so much, Brittany. Well, I'm so happy this is your new favorite podcast, and I'm extremely happy that even though you were scared, that you were able to overcome that and try and find out that it's something that you did love and something that you are starting to enjoy. So those are two big wins for this week for you and me, and we love that. You know, I will give myself a little plug. If you're looking for training exercises for programs, I've got you over on the app. I have a beginner program, an advanced program, and a new glutes program, and I have another one coming soon that is going to be a challenge that all of us can kind of do together just to commit to ourselves. That'll come within the upcoming weeks or even a month. It depends how long of a turnaround that comes, and I'm constantly trying to fix any bugs or any issues in the app. I just want to let you know I am working through those 
constantly and always trying to provide the best for you in my app, even though I know some things are not always perfect. I am always trying my best and my heart is in the good place. So if you haven't checked out my app yet, that will be in the show notes. And it's just, I think it's uh, BrittanyLupton.app. That's the website. So if you want to go there, you can get your first training for a month, whole month, just for a dollar. Test it out. See if it's something you like. I'm pretty sure you will love it. So after that, it is $14.99 a month. But if you want to just test it out for a month, see what's in there, see if it's worth it, worth your time, worth your money, go ahead. That link will be in the show notes. Give it a test. And I will see you over in the app. Okay, so let's officially dive into my fitness journey. And this is a long one, okay, because it has been years. I feel like I officially, you know, air quotes started in 2018. That's when at first I was like, hey, let's do this. Let's actually see some results. I was awakened and chasing this actual healthy lifestyle where before that it was just like innately I liked to try to be healthy but I wasn't fully conscious about it and I didn't really care too much but you know I still moved I still worked out I ran Spartan races you know I grew up living a little bit more of an active lifestyle just naturally because that's what my parents were into that's what my brothers were into my friends you know I did sports in high school all of that so officially it started in 2018 but I will throw it back just a little bit to give a little bit of a background of kind of how it all started so truly growing up my mom was really good about cooking I've talked about this on the podcast a lot and I feel like she truly built me up well within by having home-cooked meals, teaching me how to cook. So then when I went to college, I would just make what she made, you know, like lemon pepper chicken, green beans, potatoes, rice. I knew how to cook for myself. And I also never lived in the dorms. I always lived in apartments. So I was also able to fully cook for myself and be able to buy, you know, some fresh ingredients every once in a while when I could. And still, you know, I'd eat in the cafeteria a little bit. I would um, have a lot of cereal a lot of cereal like that was my jam I was the girl who like you opened up her cabinets and it was like every assortment of cereal was in there that was my go-to and that's just how I've always been I am a cereal girl so that made up a huge portion of my diet but I still you know I knew how to eat healthy I knew how to cook for myself I'd have salmon chicken rice you know because that's what I grew up eating so that's what I was comfortable with and that's what I would always tend to go for so naturally that's just in the back of my brain that was always my baseline So taking that going forward, I dated a guy, I think I've talked about this too, who was super into Spartan races. So I did some of those with him in the episode of BFF Gym Girl Chat. Katie and I talk about how we joined a friend group and they were super into weightlifting and the gym. So that was an introduction to the gym. And then, yeah, I dated that guy. We did Spartan races together. And on my first Spartan race, I won first place in my age group and I was like oh okay like I felt like something hot I was like this is so cool and by no means do I look physically fit like I'll I'll be honest like I am nowhere as shredded as I am now back when I was running these races I did not care what I looked like I was so darn happy and that's something that I want to talk about and I feel like I do talk about that on my YouTube video is I never had that relationship early on of how I hated my body. I didn't start this from a place of hate. I always just, I loved my body the way it was. It was never ever negative or I want to change. I hate myself. I hate this inner person who I am and physically I want that to show. That's never how it was and I truly for the most part have only heard those fitness journey stories where people are like I hated my body I wanted to change I hated myself I wanted to change like I did this transformation because of the hatred I had and for me I can't relate to that where I know it's valid a lot of people go through that I get it for me though I was always looking for someone who is like positive about their body why aren't women more positive about the way that they talk about themselves did I have cellulite back then yes do I have it now and I'm a lower body fat percentage yes why is that bad? Where did that ever come from? Who's marketing that to women that that's something that should be, quote, removed, that that's something that, quote, is something that needs to be fixed? It doesn't. It doesn't need to be fixed. Anyways, side tangent, let me not get off track. 
Anyways, it always came from a place of wanting to be stronger, wanting to be more athletic. I'm like a competitive person by nature. I loved my sports. I always, you know, wanted to do good, wanted to be good. And when I hit that Spartan race, it just was like the motivation of like, hey, let's go. I've always been a little bit more of a bro girl where I want to be strong. I wanted people to look at me and be like, don't mess with her. Always. That's how I've always been in high school. Everyone can vouch for me from high school on. That's how it's been. Always tough girl. And that's what I like. That's what I like to push off. So I was never in the mindset of trying to get skinnier, trying to get smaller. I was always trying to get like a bigger butt. I was always like, you know, never shy of having more weight on me ever. And that's just how I was. Speaking plainly from my heart, truly. So as hard as it might be to believe, because most stories talk about a place from hate, I genuinely loved my body myself. I saw nothing wrong with it. Uh, I didn't really care what I looked like. I just liked the feeling of being strong. I liked being active. I liked eating what I wanted. But of course, I felt good also eating healthy dinners and meals. I was just happy, chill, nonchalant. I just worked out to be healthy and it was it was good. Married Darian, we did the same thing. We just loved going to the gym together. We'd go, you know, four or five days a week because it was something to do together. We both enjoyed it and we had fun working out together. It was something we both shared in common that we were passionate about. We could do a pre-workout. We could go to the gym. We could, you know, and if you watched my Instagram early on, you remember these days. It was really fun. And we do home cooked meals and everything. It was just something we did. Fast forward to 2018. That's when I said, Hmm, you know what? I've actually been working out for quite some time. I actually want to start seeing some results. I was like, I I want to see my shoulders. I always am like a shoulder girl. You guys know. So I'm like, I want people when they look at my arms to be like, oh, she works out. So I kind of changed from loved doing it to, hey, you know what? I still love doing this, but I want to see some physical results. Like, let's get to it. And this was also the time that social media was popping off, especially in the, you know, fitness industry. So I was like, ooh, you know, feeling inspired and motivated. I can get some results. I can do this too. I can start posting and having some fun. So I slowly started to post on social media and was looking up ways to try to better my nutrition to decrease my body fat percentage. Now, <laughs> this is the first of many lessons I have learned. As many of us, as we are starting out, oh, we want to decrease body fat percentage or, oh, you want to lose weight. The internet is a very tricky place where if you just Google search something, you're going to get a billion different answers. And especially with influencers, right? As an influencer, they share what works for them. We share what works for us. And back then, there really wasn't too much word of, it works for me, it might not work for you type of thing. So if everybody's talking about something and doing something, you feel pressured as a consumer that you should be doing that as well. Whether you're having fear of missing out or you just believe everything somebody says, or it's just like the mass community is saying to do something, so you wanna do it. So here we go. So one of the first things that I thought that I needed to do in order to decrease body fat percentage, right? I knew I needed to be in a caloric deficit. I at least knew that, which was good. But I was like, salads. Healthy people eat salads, right? But guess what? I didn't like salad. I hate salad. I still do. There is a very specific like one to two salads or even a little bit where I'm like, okay, this is actually good. This is passable. I am not a salad person. And to this day, I do not understand how people, I just, it blows my mind. I mean, my dad eats romaine lettuce for fun. Like that's his dessert. He's amazing and funny. And if you're listening, dad, I think you're funny <laughs> because who eats romaine lettuce for dessert? My mom will just send me pictures of him with a plate of romaine lettuce. Like I, I can't, can't relate to that one. Okay. So I thought though, that for myself, I needed to eat salad and eat all these things that I was seeing on social media and it was not really making me happy because I was hungry. I was so hungry. I'd eat like spinach with this strawberry, like no calorie skinny girl dressing, like literally spinach with that. I think I might've put some strawberries or cucumber on it, but I was like, what is this? I would just eat the strawberries and cucumbers and like maybe one spinach leaf. And I'm like, this is not it, sis. This is not it. I did not 
enjoy it. And I was not happy. And I realized then that this isn't going to work for me. And a lot of times people will say, oh, they just quit or something. But I was like, I need to find something that works for me, truly. So I did some research and I did some thinking and I was like, okay, if I really want to do this, let me get certified. Let me at least get some type of education so that I know truly what I should be doing because listening to a lot of other people's advice, it was just leaving me flat. And I just, it was not for me, (laughs) this salad. This salad turned me off. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, well, why am I eating the salad? Because it's vegetables and that's good. Well, what are other vegetables that I actually enjoy eating? And the list is long. I really do love and enjoy vegetables. So I'm like, okay, well, instead of eating a salad that I don't enjoy, that doesn't fill me up, why don't I just keep having my vegetables with my dinner every night? That's what I do anyways. So I'm like, okay, let me find different snacks or different meals and foods that I enjoy that still make sense for me, that are still going to get me to the goals and things that I want, but where I'm not left starving. And I'm like, okay, that was a big lesson learned that I can find foods that I enjoy that are still going to help me get to my goals. Where if you're somebody who loves salad, do it. Eat it if that makes you happy. I like roasted vegetables. I like steamed vegetables, even putting vegetables in my smoothies. That's ways that I found, oh, I can still have these vegetables and feel healthy by incorporating them in a normal way and just eating them in a way that I enjoy. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And no more salads for Brittany. Oh, and you know what? I actually almost forgot about this. I also was tracking my macros. So I was trying to become educated and aware about what I was eating. And it was at this time that cereal girl Brittany realized that a whole box of Cocoa Puffs or 10 bowls of Frosted Flakes was not helping her get her gains, okay? So this was a wide awakening for me to realize that, okay, I can see where I can do better and I can see where I'm actually doing really good at. So I could see I'm actually doing pretty darn good with my vegetables, with my protein, with my grains because I have a solid dinner every single night. Now for breakfast, a lot of times back then I would have the, what were they? There's like waffles, the Kodak frozen waffles. And I would have ice cream on that for breakfast. Still loved that. It was like the halo tops of like the healthier Why was that what Darian and I ate for breakfast? I don't know, but that's what we would eat. And lunch was normally something pretty good like chicken and rice or I don't know. I basically was able to see though when I was tracking for a month, I'd say, where I could improve, where I was doing okay, and where I could change some things up. So I realized, okay, I can still have a bowl of ice cream or I can still have a bowl of cereal, But let me limit it to, you know, maybe one or two or three for now, baby steps, right? Instead of downing an entire box, which is what I usually do. I would just, I love cereal. So I'm like, okay, small steps. Let me, you know, try to decrease that. Or, you know, for Halo Top ice cream, maybe I'm having that instead of 10 bowls of cereal instead of having both in a day. You know, I'm trying to find ways to make things fit with my goals, but still enjoying the foods that I love and making sure I'm still eating good amounts of proteins and veggies and just trying my best because this is a whole ball game, right? The first time you start out, you have no idea what's going on. I had no idea. So tracking at least gave me the awareness of what I was consuming and where I could make changes and make things better because I was living a chill life where I was working out, eating what I want. I didn't care. But because I had a specific goal, I realized, okay, things are going to have to change. Let me make some changes. Not saying there's a good way or a bad way. Not saying that either was better or worse. But I wanted results. I wanted to make those changes. So I did. This is not guilting the way that I ate before. I always have to preface that and always state that. There was nothing wrong with the way I was living before, but I wanted to make some changes, so I did. On top of that, I went an extra step and I wanted to become even more educated for myself. Darian, you know, is in science. He's he's a nurse. He's in CRNA school now. I love the scientific background, so I'm like, I really want to study physics. I want to study the movement of the body, anatomy. I wanted to become a personal trainer. And then I also got like a nutrition certification, sports nutrition. So I could also get even more information about these things that 
you know, they've been a habit. They've been a hobby of Darian and I's for a while. I wanted to kind of know a little bit more behind everything because when we'd work out, Darian would talk about the different muscle groups. And I'm like, what is the lat? And what is the rear delt? What are you talking about? So having that further education for myself also opened up a wide variety of knowledge for me where I realized, ooh, okay, there's a lot of clout when it comes to science-backed information and just becoming educated as a whole. So after about, I don't know, three months, six months, I start seeing results, things are great, and I'm like, okay, I'm finally decreasing my body fat percentage and I'm seeing my shoulders come in, I'm seeing abs come in, and I felt awesome. It was great, loved it. I felt so strong. I felt so confident. I felt like I actually had a good idea of what I was doing. I knew how to feed my body properly and I was enjoying it along the way. I I was having a blast. So honestly, it it was really cool to be able to get those first results and see how important nutrition is on the side of fitness because I knew in the back of my head, even this early on, okay, I know I've built a lot of muscle because I'm really strong. You know, back then I was like, I can throw up some weight. Why can't I see the muscle? And that's when after doing that deep dive, I'm like, it's down to nutrition. So that's why I was then focusing on that, becoming a little bit more educated, trying a bunch of different things out like the salad, trying to count to be having an awareness of what I'm even consuming, where I could do better, what I could add into my diet um, and all of that. It was a big, it was really fun to explore this and it was documented on my YouTube way early on and I would do like chickpea blondies to try you know make healthier desserts and I was in that stage where I liked making healthier desserts because I had some serious goals I wanted to reach so for me that was worth it where I just needed a little bit of extra in what I was eating and that made me happy then whereas now I like to eat normal cookies normal blondies normal brownies because I just yeah I'm in a different place in my life let's talk about getting pregnant you guys So I've definitely talked about this on the podcast multiple times because I think it's a great illustration again of following what a crowd does without doing some internal investigation of what do I actually believe? Maybe what does science say? Is this truth? Is it a myth? What's going on? So this was the time where gluten was being marketed even by all of the companies, okay? This is not just media, um, social media influencers. This is by like grocery stores. And a lot of things are marketing gluten-free as healthy. So it was the trend to cut out gluten because girls were feeling bloated, um, stomach issues, whatever it is. People just weren't feeling good when they were eating gluten. So nobody was eating gluten at this time, really. So I was like, I'm going to not eat gluten at this time too. So I buy the chickpea pasta, which actually is fire though, and it's higher in protein. So love, love to supplement that in as well. It's great. But I went to the extreme. Like I was buying the gluten-free waffles, the gluten-free bread, the gluten-free everything. And like when we go out to eat at a restaurant, like I would order gluten-free. This was back in 2019 then. So 2019, I'm like, I'm gluten-free, I'm dairy-free, and I went to a little bit of an extreme because that was what the mass populace was saying to do. The reason, now listen to this, the reason I did that though is because I was having gut issues. And I remember talking on my Instagram story about like, I don't know what's going on with my digestion, like I've just been feeling kind of sick, things aren't regular for me anymore, and I don't know what's going on, so I'm going to try to be gluten-free, dairy-free. Because that's that was the thing to do. So fast forward six, seven, eight weeks, I find out I'm pregnant. <laughs> so I am not gluten or dairy intolerant. I am pregnant. <laughs> How did it take me so long to figure out? I don't know. But Darian and I wanted to have, you know, we wanted to start our family. So I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. But that was a funny story for me, at least because It was like such a dramatic thing. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be able to eat normal again and I'm gluten-free and I was like very stressed out about it, but it was only a baby. (laughs) I don't know why for me that makes things so funny, but anyways, let's move on. So this is where things get 
really sticky. And I feel like the beginning of my fitness journey was the best, the highlight, right? I was so in control of everything. I was becoming educated, becoming stronger. Things were really fun and I loved it. As soon as I got pregnant, things got harder and things have only continued to get harder. So while the beginning of my journey was very easy for me, the rest of my journey and even now is way harder for me. So buckle in because as I get pregnant, okay, I'm just going to speak from my experience and you can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. I'm going to talk about this, okay? Yes, it was hard to gain weight, 100%. I had just worked two years or a year and a half to get as shredded and lean as I wanted to hit my goals, to be so much stronger. I was in such a good stride. I was having such a ball, like my social media accounts were growing and I was having so much fun. Darian and I's life was amazing. We had just moved to Arizona. We were doing all these events. Gymshark was talking to me. I got a supplement sponsor. Like, I really felt like I was at the height of everything, okay? And then I got pregnant, which was a decision that we wanted. It wasn't like a mistake or anything. And I'll be honest, there were a lot of hateful comments saying that it was a mistake, that I'm ruining my life, my body, my career. Everything's gonna go down the drain. Uh, Another fitness influencer bites the dust. I can't believe you got pregnant. What is this? Why is everyone getting pregnant? There were nasty, nasty comments around this where it was something that I was really excited to go through. Uh, And it was not received well for whatever reason. So not only mentally was it hard to see all of my gains go and start gaining weight, but my now online social media presence, people were bashing me. Some were really excited, right? But I was surprised at how many people were taking this negatively. So now mentally and physically, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. Truly. I tried and I always remind myself that, you know, this is worth it. And pregnancy is so different for everyone. Again, this is me speaking on my own personal experience. And you know, if you're going through a pregnancy, maybe you can relate to this, but going through the whole, oh, is she just gaining weight or is she pregnant phase where it's like too soon to say anything, but you don't know what's going on. And mentally, again, it was exhausting seeing all of my hard work kind of go to waste where it was like the most exciting thing and we were so grateful to go through it. And I'm not saying that we were upset about it or that I was upset about it. But for goodness sakes, I'm allowed to have my own feelings and it was tough, okay? You can shame me for that all you want if someone's out there saying, well, at least you were able to get pregnant. Yeah, and I was grateful for it. But that's not to say that there were not challenges that came with that. So mentally, this was a pretty low point for me. And as my pregnancy got further along, I didn't know if I was able to train pregnant. There was one influencer that I followed, Denise Oberg. No, Denise. Oh my gosh, I don't know her last name. Denise, but she was a Gymshark athlete and she had just gone through pregnancy. And I held on to her as a glimmer of hope so much throughout my pregnancy. And I think at this time, Sarah's day also was pregnant. So I was so grateful I was able to watch two ladies before me go through a pregnancy and share everything they had gone through because I needed that as a young first-time mom, anxious but so excited to go through this. And again, I didn't know if I could train or not, so I had that conversation with my doctor and I thought, I'm going to have to be on bed rest because pregnant women are never shown working out. But I had these two examples of Sarah's day and Denise. So I was like, okay, um, let me, you know, talk to my doctor about it. And my doctor was shocked at me thinking I had to go on bed rest. She was like, no, no, no. She said, your body, and again, this is different for everybody. But to me, she said, your body is so used to you working out and having movement every day. Why would you stop that? Your body is used to that. So she said, keep going. She said, try not to push for any new PRs or try to, you know, go crazy with your weights, but you can still do the same exercises and just listen to your body as you go. If anything is uncomfortable, of course, stop, but you 100% should stay active throughout your pregnancy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry a bunch of different stressors. Recently, Darian and I are working through moving, him graduating, taking boards, wrapping up things here in Michigan, and our cross-country move to Florida. Like us, I assume that you also probably have a lot of things that are going on in your life and some stressors, whether they are big or 
or small. And oftentimes we can keep them bottled up and then it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy can be a safe place for you to get things off of your chest and try to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Brit. Today, I'm welcoming a new podcast sponsor, Shrink Grills. If you haven't heard about these yet, today is the day. Darian and I cannot wait to move to Florida and start our hosting era, and this is the perfect way to do it. These grills heat up to over 1,500 degrees in less than five minutes, and it uses the exact same infrared technology as the world's best steakhouses. So things are going to cook really fast. Your steaks can be ready in as little as three minutes, and salmon as well. Big salmon girly over here. We're trying to get all of our protein gains, and this delivers on flavor because everything is juicier on a grill. They also have a dip tray at the bottom. This is probably my favorite feature of these grills. You can let all the steak juices just drip to the bottom of the drip tray and then it's going to create these brown bits and you can add butter, spices, oils into that dip tray also and then pour all the juices back onto the steak and this makes such a big difference in flavor. This this grill isn't just for steak though. You can also cook chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, even pizza with their pizza stone accessories. So if you've been on the fence for your summer grilling, look no further and get your shrink grill today. That's spelled S-C-H-W-A-N-K, shrink grills. You can use code FUNANDGAINS to get $150 off a shrink grill. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere. And it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company. It checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. And for me, that was a really big weight of release off my shoulders because, again, I've been now working out for years, three, four three to four years and I didn't want to give up something completely that I loved even though my goals had completely shifted. So now instead of trying to, you know, go for strength and go for aesthetic goals and try to be shredded, now I'm just aiming for a healthy pregnancy. So I'm moving to keep the habit, A, that was one of the main things. I said, if I stopped working out now, it's going to be so much harder to pick that up postpartum and pick that up years down the road. So even if I'm only going two or three days a week, I'm maintaining that habit. It's going to be so much easier for me. And it's also keeping me and baby healthy. It's something to do. And I'm so grateful I stayed active throughout my pregnancy. Now, there were so many times where I was way too tired and I would skip a week. I remember the first week I skipped. I was so shocked. I think it had been five days since my last workout and I was like, what is going on? I've just been too tired and I felt like a failure. I felt so upset with myself because I had been on such a high streak to then have that reflection of, wow, I haven't been for a week. I haven't been for five days. This is crazy for me. And working through that mentally of, just completely changing my goals. Again, pregnancy was something that Darian and I both wanted. We agreed on doing it. Like we were so excited, but having to go through this, it was tough. And so 
I eventually really aimed at two to three days a week. That's what I could manage. I did a push pull lower body split. So push day again, chest, triceps, um, shoulders, pull day was back biceps, root delts. And then leg day, I just did whatever lower body moves I would do. Sometimes I would just do full body. And some days my body was a little bit too achy. So I would do a walk. I would walk on the treadmill. And I was super lucky because my gym had one of those cardio cinemas where it has like a giant TV and all of these, you know, cardio machines like an elliptical, a Stairmaster, a treadmill, bikes. So I could go in there. It was dark. It was calming. I could watch a movie and walk for 30, 45 minutes until Darian was done because these were the glorious days when we worked out together every single day and boy do I miss them right so I'm glad I did that as much as I could back then but I would do that on days where I felt like I needed to I would just listen to my body and not shaming myself not feeling like I was a failure for mixing it up but just adapting to the new change, the new way of life. And what's cool about pregnancy is that it's gradual. So you have time to kind of adapt and and have these changes come along with you, which is really cool. Same thing with like postpartum, you know, your baby is so small, they can't do much. And so you get to grow with them. And it's a really cool experience. So yeah, I tried to stay as active as I could. We, for Darren and I's baby moon, we went to Sedona and we were hiking. And <laughs> there was this guy who was like six months pregnant. And he was like, are you nine months pregnant with twins and you're doing this hike? I'm like, excuse me. Like I'm six months. It was, oh, it was, you know, embarrassing. You know, you get all those comments when you're pregnant and people want to touch your belly and all the time. And it is what it is. It's fun. And it's just part of life. So that was a really cool experience. Moving on to postpartum, you know, I have Vinny. You have to wait at least six weeks till you get back to exercise. And let me say, I got so many DMs when other people were pregnant saying, oh, I'm four weeks postpartum. Like, when can I get back to exercise? And I've got to be 100% honest. I was not thinking about getting back to the gym within the first six weeks of recovering from postpartum. Okay, it is so brutal. You are recovering physically, mentally. You have no sleep. Your body is still not yours. And it is your hormones are all over the place. It is a rigorous thing. So I waited the six weeks happily. I got back to the gym because again, it was a good mental escape. And it was a time where I could have one hour where I'm not in charge of Vinny at the time. So it was like, wow, one hour of just me time, like, what do I do? And it it was hard at first to have that separation from him, but it really helped me grow physically and mentally. And it was nice to be able to have some me time again, because as a new mom, if you have been there, you know the depths of depression, the depths of how challenging and difficult it was. While it is the most beautiful and amazing thing, it is extremely hard and I felt very depressed and alone so truly the first six to seven months postpartum was the lowest low point like I thought my pregnancy was hard on me mentally but postpartum absolutely hard and depressing I definitely had the blues and not to mention at this time COVID hit so I felt so isolated And I was, it was an all-time low for me. I was really grateful that I had good weather so I could go on walks outside to at least get some fresh air, but my family didn't live close. I was, I felt completely stranded and alone and Darian was working again. So these were long days with just me as a new mom at home, couldn't even go to the grocery store um, and you're just scared. And Darian was working in the ICU. He saw patients pass away every day from COVID. So the fear of him getting it, bringing it back home to me, bringing it back home to our newborn, it was the worst time. Absolutely hard. And it's there's a lot of emotion when talking to this because I know COVID hit everyone really hard. For me, it was difficult because we had just had Vinny. And I've just felt so miserable and so alone. After that, seven, about six to seven months, 
I started to wean Vinny and I just, you know, you guys, when you're postpartum and you're breastfeeding, I personally did not feel like myself because I was still sharing my body and your hormones are still weird because you're producing milk. Like your hormones are crazy. And I forget what hormones leave as you start weaning. I, hold on. I actually want to look it up really quick. Okay. So the two main hormones when you're breastfeeding are oxytocin, which is one of the hormones that are referred to as the happy hormone, you know, oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin. So that leaves when you stop breastfeeding. To me, my entire world felt like it was falling apart. I genuinely remember just crying in my bed all the time. And I didn't feel like I could open up about this on social media personally because everybody's postpartum and pregnancy journey is so different. I didn't want, it's one of those things where if I opened up about having this be a hard time, somebody would come and say like, oh, you're just complaining or, you know, there's a million excuses for why people are mean about this. And it's already such an emotionally charging issue where I kept all of this to myself. And that's something that I have done since I'm a young girl. Like if I'm going through hard things, I go through them by myself. That's just what I do. So I truly felt so alone, so isolated, especially because of COVID, no gym, no outlet. It was so incredibly difficult. Now, during COVID, I would try to go outside for those walks, and eventually I felt good enough to be able to try to do some exercises, so I'd go for runs. And I would run a mile or two, you know, walk, run, walk, run, trying to build up my energy again, and I would do little circuits outside, circuits in my home, and I tried my best, again, to keep that habit of one, two, or three days a week trying to get some type of exercise, and I think that that really helped me as an escape and helped have some type of even structure to my day where every day is the same when it was in isolation COVID, like nobody was going anywhere, nothing was happening. So I was like, okay, during Vinny's first nap of the day, if I just do, you know, 30 minutes of an exercise, like that's something fun that I get to do. So I started to look forward to those times and eventually the gyms opened back up and it was something where Darian and I would have to switch turns. Like we'd have to take turns doing it because no one could watch Vinny. And that was so exhausting. I can't even explain to you. Our days, it would take like five hours of our days. You know, I would go for an hour, come home. And then by the time, you know, I'd breastfeed and then Darian would go to the gym. Like it, the whole ordeal was so long. It was exhausting. And we could only do it two or three times a week because the other days Darian works a full 12 hour shift. So I'm home alone. It was so tiring. Thankfully, I did have a friend who would go with me, Kayla Locke, if you're listening, love you. And it was so fun to be able to meet her at least once a week to do a workout and it helped keep me accountable because I kid you not, I'm so tired as a new mom. I had an excuse every day to skip a workout. I was so tired and I just would push the fact that I was meeting her. It was like, I can't bail. I'm committed. We're going to do this. And it was grueling to get out the door. Not only that, but I felt uncomfortable in my gym clothes. Like, for goodness sakes, I just had a baby. Why am I wearing skin tight clothes? Why why weren't like pump covers a thing back then? So I could, you know, have the pump cover on and tuck it up in the back, but have my tummy covered or something during those days where I felt a little bit more uncomfortable in my skin. 100% I felt more uncomfortable in my skin. But again, I always let my positive self-talk higher than those negative feelings that I might have about myself. While those are valid and I had those and they were real, feeling uncomfortable, out of my body, out of place, having a weak core, not able to do many, if any, exercises because my inside felt like jello. That is the best way I could say it. You just push into your tummy and there's like nothing there. It's so jello-y, so much loose skin, which... I have learned to love. There is nothing wrong with it. I loved it. I loved my squishy tummy. Seriously, I did. It is just a part of who I was. And through this whole experience, I seriously have grown so much. I feel like a completely different person. Becoming a mom has made me so just not even think about myself in many situations. I'm always thinking about somebody else. And Removing that selfishness, I feel like I've truly grown as a person where I gave up two years of my life to grow and birth a human and to raise them. And I'm still raising him, but 
two years of my life was completely given, sacrificed for someone else. And that truly taught me that there is a bigger picture out there. And I always reflect on that bigger picture. It is hard to make those sacrifices for someone else. Like it's hard to even sacrifice some time when you're young. You're in your young 20s like, oh, I'd rather stay in because that makes me feel happy instead of going out. Where now it's like, yeah, I would rather sleep in, but I've got a baby I got to take care of. So everything about my life has completely changed for the better. I feel like this might be getting a little bit confusing. I want to give kind of a quick overview timeline with this. Between 2015 to 2018, Darian and I were just hanging out. We were working out. We enjoyed it. We ate healthy. We ate whatever. It is what it is. 2018, both of us were like, hey, let's try and hit some goals. Let's see some muscle definition. So we did. And I got shredded from 2018 until February 2019. I didn't find out I was pregnant until April of 2019. So April of 2019, I'm pregnant officially and I know it. So from then till November of that same year, that's when I'm pregnant. And then I have Vinny, COVID hits in March. So that time point, I didn't have any gyms. I was, again, working out outside, trying my best to try and just maintain that habit because I was trying to be hopeful of when the gyms open up, I'll be able to start going again. Things will be okay. I just want to try and maintain a habit while I can, even though I'm at home. The gyms do open up and I'm trying to be really patient with myself throughout this entire process and learning and listening to my body and giving myself a lot of grace. Something that I give actually a big pat on my back and something that I'm really proud of and I always want to share with anybody who is pregnant or thinking of becoming pregnant or postpartum is you spent nine to ten months growing your child. You should give yourself at least that before you start worrying about what you look like. Sincerely, that was probably the biggest piece of grace I could give myself while, yeah, I did feel uncomfortable in clothing and, yeah, my body looked completely different as it did from before pregnant to postpartum, I still was so grateful for what my body even did. It allowed me to be healthy. I could still move and exercise. I have a healthy boy. You know, that's something that made me so happy and it's a bigger picture where it's not only about what I look like. There's so much more to life and I realized that health has so much more to it and wellness has so much more to it than just what you look like. That is when it completely dawned on me that I went through an entire pregnancy and an, an excruciating postpartum and truly I feel like I am better off for it. Nine, ten months go by, I'm like, okay, let's start hitting our goals again. I try and I'm just trying to be consistent this whole time, truly. My nutrition looks like trash okay while I'm breastfeeding Vinny I swear it was you know November December time so Christmas holiday time I am just downing pumpkin muffins pumpkin bread like we had those big boxes from Costco that was my main fuel and once a day I would have one I'd say balanced meal where I would have like meatballs and broccoli and rice other than that it was whatever I could get my hands on because I was so hungry I'm not focused on what I look like. I'm trying to feed myself. I'm trying to survive and I'm trying to feed my son. Those are my priorities. Everything else goes out the window. I do not care what I look like and I am only in survival mode. Sincerely, I was in that survival mode until seven months postpartum when I stopped breastfeeding. I then felt like, okay, I can get my life back together. I'm feeling a little bit more on my feet. Vinny is sleeping through the night. I'm able to sleep through the night. My body is mine again. Let's start feeling like myself again. And it was really hard going on social media during those times because I felt so out of place. I felt so uncomfortable, but I kept showing up for myself. And I knew I would thank myself that I kept showing up and I kept trying. So I got through the really, really dark night. Seven months, I really started feeling good. Uh, an app picked me up and I went out for a trip to Austin. That was my first time away from Vinny. And I felt like a new woman. I, for once, I'm going to try not to cry. I felt like myself again. After almost two years, I felt like myself. And I was like, wow, this is Brittany. Not just mom, but Brittany. And it's so important that you find yourself through a pregnancy, through postpartum. You can still find yourself. And that 
was so powerful. I felt so much confident again and I felt like myself, which I haven't felt in so long. It was such a hard time for me. So that was life-changing, having that trip where I'm like, wow, I can still have a life. You know, forget what everyone said. I can have a life again and it's going to be okay where it didn't feel okay before that with COVID, especially just knocking everyone down. It, it was amazing. So fast forward from that, that trip was in July of 2020. Fast forward then to January of 2021, Darian took a travel contract out to California and we moved to Southern California again That was a milestone for me in my life. That was the first time I joined a gym and somebody could watch Vinny so I could work out. I cannot even explain how much that meant to me. That I knew three to four days a week I could get a workout in. Three to four days a week I had one hour to just myself. And again, as a new mom, you understand it is very hard to even take any time away from your kid because you feel guilty. But to take one hour where I could be Brittany, that was life-saving for me. Absolutely life-saving. So I joined that gym in California. It was an outdoor gym. This was the water slide gym. I felt like myself after having, you know, that little spark in July. I really started to grow into myself again. I was able to get stronger because I could be more consistent in the gym. And my definition started to come back. I was over a year postpartum, but I was like, I'm finally getting stronger. My core is getting stronger. My mind is getting stronger. My body is getting stronger. I'm feeling like myself again. It took over a year postpartum to feel that way. And it was the best thing ever. I love that time in California because it means so much to me. I have, I transformed as a person and I became a new person from that. So again, I was able to go from three days a week to four days a week. I was able to start building out muscle definition. I was in California. So all of the fresh fruits and vegetables and naturally we were outside at the beach all the time. I just wanted to eat healthier. I felt strong. I was well rested. Everybody was sleeping through the night and it was such a breath of fresh air to be out from our tiny cramped apartment in Arizona, which had all of those really triggering memories. I don't know if you're the same, but if you have some really bad memories in a place, leaving it you feel this weight lifted off of your shoulders. So leaving Arizona was such a release for Darian and I, and it was like our new life had started in California. And it was absolutely transformative for both of us. I truly felt like a rebirth. I was my own person. I was so confident. And mentally, I felt stable enough that I was able to also pair my mental health with my physical health. And teaming those up together, that's when I was able to get some serious results. Now, then we move to Michigan a couple months later, and boy, was that also hard on my fitness journey, because fitness also includes my mental health. So I was going to a new gym, and it was extremely challenging for me because I hated going to a new gym and having to worry about filming myself. I was so worried about what everybody thinks, and just going to a new gym in general is so terrifying So here I am in this new environment and I just felt so uncomfortable. I just kept going. I just kept saying to myself, if you can just maintain this habit, if you can just go even two days a week, you will start feeling more comfortable. You will start getting into a routine. It was so hard though because it was snowing in April. Who wants to go to the gym in snow in April? Not me. So I had a really hard time adjusting from California to Michigan. Again, very, very low point of my life. I was so upset. I was crying all the time. I just was really trying to find any type of routine that made me feel comfortable. And it took weeks. You guys, it took weeks, if not months. Finally, we made some friends and they invited us to play sand volleyball like every Saturday with them. Life saving for me. 
that was awesome to be able to get outside with friends. I started to feel a little bit more welcome, a little bit more confident. It was finally summertime. So Darian and I were able to start getting into our routine. I found my grocery stores that I enjoyed. The gym started being less intimidating. We had a friend come out and visit. We were able to go out on the lake, ride jet skis. Things started to pick up. And I know that this is actually going a little bit further from my actual fitness, fitness journey, but it all plays in part because if you can't see, your mental health has a way bigger effect on your physical health than you realize. I can't strive for physical goals if I am not mentally okay or mentally taken care of, period. I was in survival mode for so long here in Michigan. Finally, in the summer, I felt once I got into that routine, I started feeling comfortable in the gym. I felt safe mentally and physically. I said, okay, let's strive for some new goals. I'm ready to build muscle again. So I started to build muscle again and I went into a little bit of a bulk and that was a really cool experience that I was able to more recently talk about. I feel like that was just last year uh, in Michigan of growing my quads and eating more, focusing on increasing more protein. So now let's talk about that. I'm really sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not apologizing. The pregnancy and postpartum story for me I don't feel like I've been able to fully share that. And so I know to some, this is probably not the fitness journey that you wanted. You wanted probably a little bit more strict, you know, bulking, cutting, but I cannot stress enough how important it is to mentally be okay in order to get physical results. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. You've got to be able to push yourself mentally in order to push yourself physically always. Now we're already almost an hour in, but now I'll get into bulking, cutting, because mentally I'm in a place where I can do that now, right? Because before pregnancy, I can't bulk, I can't cut. Postpartum, I can't bulk, I can't cut. The gyms were closed. COVID, uh, I don't even feel like myself. I can't even get to the gym every day because I have a baby that I need someone to watch. So I physically can't even go to the gym, even if I wanted to. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't go. Do you know how hard that is mentally? I'm sitting there. I want to be at the gym. I want to push for these goals. I can't go, period. Absolutely crazy. A mental hurdle I really had to work on to get over, to be completely selfless and just tell myself it's going to be okay. And it now is okay. But let's talk about it. So now I'm in Michigan, right? I'm feeling comfortable. I'm feeling confident. I've gone through the awkward stages of being new at the gym, not knowing what you're doing, and I'm feeling ready to be in a place where I can bulk. So the first things I know, I am well-educated at this point. I've been a certified personal trainer for years. I have done plenty of studies, research, plenty of continued education. I've gone through a shredding season. I've gone through bulking season. I've gone through pregnancy. I've gone through postpartum. I have gone through weight loss twice. I have, I feel like I've done it all. So I know exactly what to do. I'm saying I'm increasing my protein and I'm shooting for strength and I'm going to build my muscles because I still, my body had great muscle memory, right? And I feel like physically I, I looked great. I was fine. I was like, Hey, I'm now at the point where I want to strive for some more aesthetic goals. Like, let's go. It has been years. I'm ready to hit this thing so hard. Let's now strive for new goals. So Ways that I helped increase protein into my diet, I said, okay, where are the, you know, what has a lot of protein in it? How can I implement that? Eggs, easy, okay? Chicken, of course, salmon, rice, turkey for dinner. I'm always, always been solid at dinners since the day I've been born pretty much and raised in my family. So dinner is covered. So I said, how can I increase my protein in breakfast, lunch, and snacks? So Greek yogurt is a great way to do that. Okay, I'm either going to eat a Greek yogurt bowl with fruit or I can put that in my smoothie. Cottage cheese, another great way to have protein. Cheese in general, another good way to add protein. Eggs are awesome. Tuna is a great snack or lunch. We've got deli meat. I went through the list of all these ways I can add protein, even if it's just peanut butter, nut butter. I'm adding that on my pancakes. I'm adding that on my oatmeal. I'm having oatmeal every morning with a lot of peanut butter, with fruits, honey, filling myself up for my lifts. And it's something where people are like, oh, but if you don't track, you don't know what you're eating. I beg to differ. I think all of us can say we have a decent idea 
of what we eat in a day. We all have a basic idea, right? Okay, if you're trying to gain, which I was doing, I'm trying to bulk, you know how you can add more food. Cook with more butter. Are you kidding me? Easy. You'll add a couple hundred calories in easily if you cook everything in butter. Like, come on now. You kidding me? You need an extra 200, 300 calories? Cook your eggs in butter. Put ton of butter on your toast. That's what I do. And then I'll put the cheese on the eggs. And then I got my little cheese sandwich. I put some. It's good. Okay. You're living life large when you're in a bulk. You got to eat good. Of course, you want to, yes, add in nutrients to your bulk. You know, you don't want to just bulk on like McDonald's and stuff. But, you know, you can add a little bit of butter in things, make things a little enjoyable. That's what I did. Okay. I'm speaking for myself, but you know where to add food in, okay? You normally just have eggs for breakfast. We'll have eggs and a piece of toast. Done. You just increased your calories. And if you're trying to cut, so what I would do when I would cut, you know, I'd have eggs every morning, but I'd maybe have one whole egg and then three egg whites instead of three whole eggs or four whole eggs. You know, you cut your calories just a tiny bit, but you're still keeping that nutrients right there. You're still getting good protein, But hey, I'm trying to cut a little bit. Let me make that easy swap. Another thing is Greek yogurt is a great swap for sour cream because Greek yogurt has protein. So like in all of our Mexican bowls that Darian and I make or anytime we use sour cream, it's always plain Greek yogurt because you get bang for your buck with that. We get protein. Let's go. Okay, smoothies. Again, I think I already said that, but that's great to get your fruits, your vegetables. It's a yummy snack. You're getting protein in. If you had that Greek yogurt, you're getting 15 grams of protein in that smoothie. Let's go. Pair that with your eggs, your toast, and your cheese. You just got a great breakfast right there for a bulk. But enough about the food. It is a little uncomfortable when your clothes are fitting tighter and you get more pudgy. You have a lot more loose skin. I still have loose skin from postpartum. I have gone through an uncomfortable phase in my life of being pregnant, being postpartum. I've gone through that. I'm comfortable in my skin. I am 100% owning my body comfortable in my skin because I went through that and I went through that publicly. So if you feel a little bit uncomfortable in your bulk, know that you are not alone and remind yourself it is just for a time. You will get back to being cut so soon. Enjoy the bulk. Enjoy your body. And enjoy that you can even do that for yourself. You love yourself through the process. Yeah, you'll be uncomfortable. But you love yourself through that process anyways. You know, why would you love your body any less in a bulk than in a cut? It's just a body. It's literally just a body. It's not that deep. But I know we put a lot of value, especially as women, into our body into our weight, into what we look like, because we're told by society and men that that's what we're supposed to do. You know, brush your hair, look pretty, put your makeup on, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. We're living for ourselves now. You do what makes you feel comfortable. You do what makes you feel strong and confident. And you own that, whatever it is, whatever phase of life you're in. Take it from me. I've been through a lot of uncomfortable situations with my body and That is why this phrase, love yourself through the process, means everything to me. Because once again, our fitness journeys are for life. Our bodies are for life. And we need to treat them that way with respect. I'm going to end with this. Fitness is not a before and after when it becomes a lifestyle. Our bodies are for life. It's not an end game. It's a way of living. I have gone through two weight loss transformations and I know that this is just the beginning. When Darian and I have more kids, I'm gonna go through this again. That's why I always make sure that you know to take the time and build yourself healthy habits now that you are gonna use for the rest of your life. Build the habits now that you are gonna use for the rest of your life. You've gotta think about this bigger picture long-term This is not about just this summer you're trying to get fit. This is about what habits can I build and create now that are going to be sustainable, that are going to carry me throughout my years. Perfect example of that is me in the most humble way I can say. I built those habits in the foundation early on. So I tried to carry those habits through pregnancy. 
I tried my best through postpartum, even though it was hard and I did not show up for myself every day. I tried and I'm trying now still with the same habits. There's nothing crazy secretive that went on in this. All of it's been public. I have continuously tried to show up for myself, stay consistent, even if I have to change my consistency level instead of going five, six days a week like I did back when I was trying to lose weight and get shredded the first time to pregnancy three days a week, postpartum two, maybe three days a week to now working up to four to five days a week. Like it is going to change throughout your life, but your habits are the same. What I try to eat is the same. My workouts are about the same. It's about the habit and the lifestyle that you're building. So it's this full circle. It continuously goes because it's your life. Every day you wake up and you do the same thing. Oh, I'm, it's a workout day. I'm going to work out even if I don't want to. It's happening. Okay. Every single time we've built those habits. It's sustainable. It's part of our life. It's what we do. That is why I always preach that because that has truly been able to transform my life and create the life and the results that I now have. I know that this fitness journey probably is not what everybody was expecting to hear, or I don't know if this was. I am just happy I'm able to have a platform to finally be able to talk about this and talk about how challenging it is. Because when you look at it, it's our life. Half of this time, I'm just talking about my life experiences, how mentally I'm not okay, how some days are better than others. But that has everything to do with the fitness journey. 100% because if I'm not mentally okay I'm not going to the gym if I'm not mentally okay how can I push myself more I already have enough stress on my body I I can't I can't show up for myself in a lot of these stages of my life and I, I try you try and you try and I just wanted to let you guys know give yourself a big hug you are doing way better than you think way too often we are way too hard on ourselves. And we just beat ourselves down and down, but you are doing great. If no one has told you that recently, I am telling you that. Give yourself a big hug. And I will talk to you guys next week for some more fun and gains. I love you guys so much. Bye. You are listening to the Fun and Gains podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and gains. Bye. I